Hi, everyone, and welcome to the show. This is your host, Valerie Lynn, and this week is our third episode in our caregiver series. I'm so excited to welcome back Carrie Alberts, AKA Dementia Darling. And if you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh, I didn't mean to listen to a dementia episode and I'm not a caregiver, then I definitely want you to listen in because these tips that Carrie shares are tips for anyone interacting with someone who has dementia, not just caregivers or people you know. And of course, if you are a caregiver or you work in senior living, then you're also in the right place. Carrie is a certified dementia practitioner. She worked in senior living for a decade, has a degree in gerontology and a passion for caregivers. So listen in and don't forget to share. Welcome to Desperately Seeking Senior Living, a podcast for sons, daughters, grandkids, and spouses who suddenly find themselves tangled in the search for senior living and care. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and check out our doable download in today's show notes for a printable summary of the show and a bonus tip from our guest. You're listening to our doable tips, short answers to your questions. Don't see your question listed? Send us a note. Then don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an answer. Carrie, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you back. I'm so excited to be back. The first episode that we did together, you gave us five amazing tips for caregivers. Yes. Was it five? I hope. It may have even been more than five. No, I mean, it was like it's, officially five. It's a lot. <laughs> but I there, say so much. Who knows? <laughs> I know. There are so many. So today we're getting specific. Yes. Because you are Dementia Darling. Dementia Darling in the house, yeah. And if you don't know Carrie yet, you need to check her out. And so absolutely, you're such an incredible resource. And so I'm super excited because today yeah. we are talking about your top five tips for dementia. Yes, dementia caregivers. So huge. So get us started. What is yes. number one? Well, first off to like anyone that's interacting with anyone living with dementia. So you don't have to be necessarily a caregiver, but I think it's important. The more we talk about it, the better the lives of people living with dementia, the better the lives of people caring for people living with dementia are going to be, and maybe eventually, you know, get us to a cure. Not maybe, for sure, we're going to get a cure. Oh my and gosh, so, yes. yes. <laughs> so I just want to say that I, I, you never realize, too, the people you're talking to, like many people you interact with daily could be dealing with dementia and you have no idea. So bring it up, talk yes. about it. That's just my little soapbox. But yes, love it. Yes, diving in. So my first tip, of course, Number one, if you're in the dementia world, I think everyone's going to go, of course, this is the number one. Enter their reality. So uh, your reality is no more uh, for, for someone who's a little bit more progressed into their dementia. And it goes in and out. Everyone's different. I'm not saying, you know, everyone's always in a constant place in their mind. It changes. It's fluid. Dementia is fluid, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So your care has to be fluid. And that actually is something I talk about later. But entering their reality is going to make everyone's lives easier. Let me tell you. Absolutely. Like straight, straight away, once we realize we can't be interacting like we would with anyone else, it changes the game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and we've also heard that as like, go with them where they are. There are many Meet different where they are, phrases, yeah. <laughs> right? And so let's talk about some examples. What, what does that actually yes. look like? So I actually just posted about this because it was like really weighing on my heart because I forget things that I've learned through my career were like 
big, you know, moments for me that really made things click. And this was one of them. So when I finally realized that, you know, people living with dementia at a certain point, they, their mind has reverted back to a different time. So for example, they have grandkids, they have kids, but in their minds, they're a 20 year old, they're right out of high school, they're killing it. Like they're young or, you know, they're even a teenager. They're even further back. So when you're coming at them with their grandkids and they're like, your grandkids are here. Wouldn't that scare you if you were a 20 year old, mm-hmm. you'd be like, excuse me. Are you talking to the right person? Right? Yeah. Because if you're 20 years old and they wholeheartedly are 20 years old. So coming at them in our reality, when we forget that, it makes our life harder because we're dealing with now with someone who's really confused. Yeah. Like really confused because they're thinking they're somewhere else. Going deeper into that, I, I once cared for a woman. It was an honor to care for her. And in her later stages, she literally reverted back to a toddler and was crawling. Wow. And she believed with all her heart that I was her grandma. Oh my gosh. And Valerie, I held her and rocked her and did whatever I need. Even if it was this woman, I was rocking her on my lap. <laughs> like, you know, and I've rocked big men in my lap, like who literally think I'm their mom or their grandma. And, and why I say that's an honor to me. It's an honor to me that someone saw in me the comfort of their grandma. Yeah. Someone saw in me the comfort of their mother. Mm -hmm. And I got to give that to them in that moment. And if we're always going and we're like, oh my God, that's weird. I'm not your mom. And you lost that moment that could have given them a lot of love and support and validation. Yeah. And not only that, but it can also be quite shocking if if you go against that reality. And so then you do say, what? I'm not your mom. I'm your daughter, which is your instinct to say. And that's why we always say it's such a brutal disease because it is heartbreaking to face your mom and your mom thinks that you're her mom and, and you want to scream and shout and say no, because you want your mom back. You want your mom. But Mm -hmm. doing that, going against their reality could cause then the confusion, stress, stress, anxiety, like, you know, and it can cause some of the the behaviors that we see and it can present itself. You, you already said it's different, right? It's a very personal disease. And so it can present itself in so many different ways. So many, you know, your 90 year old mom says I'm late for work and, and you're there. And now you have to think on your feet, how to get her to not walk out the door (laughs) and try to drive I guess your car away. It's the hardest job. (laughs) Those hours, oh my gosh. Like, I will, I still have nightmares where I'm trying to get people home at sundowning hours because Uh, I don't know, because I still don't know what to say in the moment. So please, anyone who's watching and and dealing with this, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, it's so hard. Please give yourself a break. I literally would sit and I still do and like think of excuses beforehand that I can memorize. And I still have a hard time because you're human. It's hard to lie to people. At least it really is for me. You can tell right away Mm -hmm. when I'm lying and it's, (laughs) and I'm not creative on my feet. So it's very hard to think like, if you're not into improv, good luck. Um, That's exactly what it is too. That's exactly what it is. It it is is. improv. It's coming up. It's, it's being able to say, oh, 
oh gosh, your boss called and there was a water leak at the office. You don't have to go in today. Well, (laughs) exactly. You you don't even know that's coming at you sometimes. So yeah, to be able to think on your feet is like such a big deal. It's so hard. Yeah. And even your like foolproof ones that you know work, it just won't anymore one day. (laughs) So, and it's just always like up and down. Because yeah. I know a lot of the time I would always be like, oh, just if someone wants to make dinner and they like physically can't anymore, you can be like, oh, I'm giving you the night off. It's my turn. Like some people are like, my mom won't take that as an answer. <laughs> so That's like, so I don't true. know. And it's true. And so you have to be like you said, it's such a personal disease. You have to figure out what works for your person. So like what's going to fulfill them in place of that? But that's so hard. It is. It's so hard. And I know you already said this, but I think it's worth saying again, it's for both of you. Yeah. It's for both of you. Because I remember working with a son and it's so hard to change our patterns. We we speak to our loved ones in a yes. certain way our whole lives. And this was yeah. him and his mom. And they would get into big fights and he'd call me and he'd say, she said this and I can't believe it. It's so not true. And I'm like, what? she believes it's true. And so you have to like, let go of all so much history, sometimes ego, right? Sometimes you have to let go of that. A lot of the time ego, you can't be right anymore. (laughs) You will never be right again. It took me so long. And these aren't even my family members I'm caring for. So please like know that I am coming at this with so much respect and love for family caregivers. Like, I'm not telling you, you should be here. Like, I don't know. It's so hard and it's an ongoing process. Some days you're going to like, yeah, I'm doing so good. I know all the improv tricks. You're killing it. Yeah, and the next (laughs) day you're going to be like, I suck at this. So it's okay. And, you know, I've been helping people and, and caring for people across the dementia journey for a decade, over a decade now. And I still get so nervous. What am I going to say wrong? What am I going to do wrong? But most of the time I've realized they're very forgiving. You can move forward and reset quite quickly most of the time, which is great for us when we don't yes. feel like we have it, right? You can reset. Yes. So, <laughs> And I feel like they're, you know, emotions that being able to feel an emotion doesn't go away. They can feel your energy. 100%. You know, sometimes it is just you know, bringing a different energy to the room, even if you don't know what to say. Well, and Valerie, that is literally one of my next tips. So oh, thank yay. you. You know, uh, all right, wonderful. Let's do it. <laughs> and you didn't even know this wasn't even planned. I know. Um, I didn't know what the tips were. <laughs> but I, I am all about vibes. I'm mm. all about the vibes. Yeah, you have good so, vibes right there on your. <laughs> yes. But I, um, I never realized how important it was until I started working in dementia care mm-hmm. and how, how your energy affects anyone, not just people living with dementia. Yeah. Yeah. But specifically in dementia care, like you said, people remember our energy. They may not remember you. So I did not have one person I cared for remember my name for eight years into my career, but they knew who I was <laughs> and that I loved them. Like they knew that girl over there, or sometimes they'd call me that little boy, whatever. Um, <laughs> Depending on your haircut. <laughs> you, have to, you have to really let go of uh, your uh, sanity and memory care, let me tell you. You know how many times I've been asked if I'm pregnant? I've never been pregnant. Oh, um, no. <laughs> you have to get thick skin, baby. Um, and so, but I was always someone if, you know, I would come into the room, their eyes would light up and they knew, mm. okay, I'm safe with them. Yes. And if, if someone felt safe with me, I, that was all I needed. 
That's all yeah. I wanted for them. I want people to feel loved and safe by me. So yeah, your energy affects so so much. And something I will never forget is literally one of my first jobs out of college. We had a really cool training and they showed us a study from Harvard. And it was, they had, they had like energy readers and they had two chairs and they had like an angry, angry person sit in one and then like a happy person sit in one. <laughs> And I, I have to find the study because it still touches me to this day. It's been like, let years. me know if you find it. We'll put a link in show notes. It's incredible. And they could see once the people left, what energy stuck around and the negative energy stayed. No. Yeah. You could see it. Oh and my so, gosh. so it's just like, if that doesn't give, and that blew my mind. And I was like, well, I need to change everything I do. Like, <laughs> it, it changed my mind. And it's like, it really is true. You leave a behind energy when you leave somewhere. Mm. Well, I mean, yeah, we've all felt it, right? We've all felt dealing we've with that person, you know, that gave us oh. positive vibes. And then we walk away feeling good. Yes. Or the and opposite. Can, exactly. And can you imagine you're, you're confused. You don't know where you're living. You are, don't know yeah. who's around you. And you feel that vibe we all know about. Ooh, mm-hmm. no, we want to make sure they're feeling that good mm-hmm. vibes when yeah. you know when we're around, even when it's really hard for us. And that's oh, when you so when you know you can't show up like that or even halfway to that. Try to to take a break. Try to take a day off. That's when yeah. I knew I needed a mental health day. And I know that's not always possible. I know I was very lucky to have a boss that let me do that. But I fought for that for myself because I knew. If I showed up, it wouldn't be good for anyone. I ruined 30 elders days because I'm pissed and overworked. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's just, you know, you uh, just, you bring a lot to the situation, whether you think so or not. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, is that another tip? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I could go on forever. Take, I'm a, learning, take a break. <laughs> I'm learning there's a lot of tips. There's so much. There's so I much. Know, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I love that you're here because Thank you. Yeah, there are so many. What's, what's tip number three? Number three? Number three. Okay. So I have dignity first is like what I wrote first. So dignity is, should always be your focus, whether you're buying things for them. Let's not get the brightly colored things from the kids section. Let's get like maybe the neutral color toys that are more like, you know, made for adults. And let's like try to make decisions that are m- most dignified as possible because they're still an adult. And there's still someone we're here to respect. Also, that goes with dignity is looking them in the eye when you talk to them and not looking down to them. Because a lot of times they're seated, right? And we're standing. Yeah. I know that's hard for some people's knees. I'm not saying hurt yourself. But if you're able to get down on their level, looking in the eye is very important. And not speaking above people or over people. When you're having meetings, care conferences with their you know, team, let's not talk about them in front of them like they're not there. They even if they cannot respond to you verbally, they are part of the conversation. This is their life and you should be keeping them in the conversation and looping them in as much as possible. And if they really cannot be a part of that conversation, then they don't need to be in that room, you know, listening about them because that's not fair. Yeah, I'm glad you're bringing that up because there are so many variables, right? It's not just yes. you and your loved one, no. then it's the doctor, it's the nurse, it's and not everyone may be playing on the same team. (laughs) Everyone may not understand. And so sometimes, depending on where, I think, depending on where your loved one is, it's a good idea to call ahead to the doctor's office or call ahead to whatever this appointment is, right? 
and let them know where your loved one is on this journey because you're right. They yes. might be early enough that they can have a conversation with their doctor. In fact, sometimes they're even like absolutely convincing their doctor that they're fine. It's Again. crazy. Call <laughs> it's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Call, call ahead. ahead. Call yeah. ahead. And and try to minimize embarrassment, gaslighting of any sort, stuff like that. Yeah. And because it's just, you know when people are talking about you. And if someone's talking about you, even in a different language, you would know. We know. We know. And especially in the early stages of the disease, because there are so many times where they are cognitive. There's a scale, the mini mental, I know it probably goes by different names, but there's a scale for a reason. (laughs) You you can pass pass the test and, you know, be doing really well at 10 out of 30, or maybe it's 28 out of 30 today, but maybe tomorrow you would have done better. So, So fluid. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you don't have dementia and you're the caregiver, think about a time when you were in a position that was vulnerable. I'm sure there's some kind of moment that you could think of and then apply that here because that's really what what you're talking about. Absolutely. I mean, this is really in those moments when they're, like you said, vulnerable, like really vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're having those care conversations about their future, when we're having, when we're taking them to shower and they're vulnerable in front of you. Mm. Yes. Let's be smart about the choices we're making to just make it as dignified as possible. Same with, I was going to say, language matters. So that has to do with Mm. dignity. Oh, talk about that. Yeah. Oh, um, how about how I went recently to a hospital and someone goes, oh, these are all my demented people right (gasps) to their faces. No. If you are a professional and you are saying demented people, I can't with you. I've never been so upset wow. um, for those people specifically and for anyone who's worked with her. That is so obsolete and we need to be mindful of what we're saying. We don't say dementia patients. We say people living with dementia. If, if I had autism, would I want people to say autism kid over there or autism patient over there? No, I'm a woman living with autism, but I'm much more than that as well. Same as a person living with dementia. I don't care if you're in a hospital and it's for, you know, you have to say certain words, whatever. When you're conversating, especially in front of that person, watch your mouth. I, I get really upset. Yeah. And, and you know, it's rude. I, and, and let's talk about that for a minute because I think there's a whole world of folks that, you know, maybe they're worried about the future of Alzheimer's or, you know, maybe they're not actually facing it yet. Or maybe they're the, the son or daughter that's not the caregiver. And so they don't understand when their sister tells them A, B, and C. And so let's talk to that audience. And if you're listening out there, I think it's just really important to sort of put yourself in the shoes of other people because what what we're talking about isn't just being politically correct. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about language that could actually generate a negative response from someone who has cognitive impairment. And That's a neg- what we're yes. talking about. Yeah. And perpetuate this negative stereotype. Yes. And yes. at the end of the day, we know as people in this field that dementia is not going anywhere. Not anytime soon. I'm sorry. Mm-mm. I would. Uh, we're going to find a cure one day. I know that. But it's we're still going to have huge numbers of people living with dementia. Yes. So if we don't start changing this narrative now, it's not going to happen. Yeah. 
that's why like our community gets so angry. Like Emma Willis speaking up for Bruce Willis has been huge for our community because yeah. she has a, an audience and she's like, are you kidding me with this narrative? Yep. That yep. life is over. Yep. And, and I love her for, for using her platform and it's unfortunate, but more of our beloved celebrities are going to be touched by dementia. Yeah. It's, and we have it to talk doesn't about discriminate. it. No. <laughs> it does not discriminate. And so, so maybe we'll keep talking about it and maybe people will see, oh, they're still living. Oh, they're still achieving things. They're still able to do all these things. But it's unfortunate when these videos go viral of people calling people living with dementia zombies. When mm. we know that's not reality. Yeah. And yeah, someone might get snowed in with medication that we give them that makes them like a zombie. Yes. <laughs> yes. But let's not categorize someone living with dementia as a zombie. Yeah. Let and let's not, yeah. Don't even get me started on over medication. I know. But, I know. Because that's I like know. A, right. That's a whole, that's other, a whole other episode. Thing. <laughs> but yeah, we've done episodes ooh, on that. Yeah, yeah, yes. absolutely right. And again, I you've worked with so many people. I've worked with so many people. This is not an easy subject. And so I mm. also get it. I get it. It's yeah. hard to face this. It's hard to believe that when you talk to your mom for five minutes today on the phone, that she was real trouble for your sister yesterday. It's hard to believe that because you've yes. got five really good minutes. But unfortunately, that's the disease. It can come yeah. and it can go. I love the I love the families I've worked with that just laugh through it. I, I just oh you have love to. them so much Me because too. they're they're Those able to people. release that stress. They're able to just go, oh my gosh, I can't, mom. You have to I, laugh. I love you, or you know you whatever. Have it is. To. Just laughing yeah. through it because it's brutal. It's yeah. the worst. Yeah, and yeah, you have to laugh. You have to find the humor in it, or. I would not still be in the business. Let me just yeah. say that. And, the burnout, yeah. and and just given that we're on this particular tip, let's make sure we're very clear that we're talking about laughing with someone and not, not at them. them. Yes, the dignity <laughs> stuff, right? Thank you for saying that, Alex. Yes, we always want to laugh with our people. And um, because if you think about it, you know, if my, if let's say I was caring for my mom and she did something outrageous that she would have never done as, you know, as her old self, I, you laugh because you know she would be laughing. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And you get, to, you know your person and you know what, yeah. what's the line. But, and also if you're ever uncomfortable with staff that's taking care of your, mm. your loved one, if they're taking it too far, speak up. This is part of the dignity thing too, is we have to take on this role of advocate yes. and that's part of it too. So speaking up to make sure they're getting the most dignified care and options and life that they can. And that is till the very end of their journey. That never ends yeah. the the yeah. advocating for our loved ones. Unfortunately, I know that's another thing you gotta do, but it's yep. it's it's that. And I just want to say the last thing I I wanted I wrote down for dignity was also giving time to respond. Mm. I often see we don't give enough time because we accept an exchange, that. right? Yeah, Our normal expect, exchange. Yeah, like, oh, right. And I'm really, blah, blah, blah. so if you're not fast, <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. <laughs> so I have a heart, like, I really have had to check myself in my career because I'm loud, I talk fast, and I'm like, flailing around, right? Yeah. So I've had to learn to be, you know, I, I manage my movements because mimicking is great and moving mm -hmm. is good, but not mm -hmm. 
full Italian. And then, <laughs> and then um, I'm very loud. So I have to pull it back and, yeah. I, and I have those high pitched. They can't hear that. So yeah. I have to pull it back a little bit and I have to slow down mm-hmm. and I have to say, hi, Valerie, how are you? And give as give much me, time yeah. as needed. Yeah. Give yeah. it. Because that part of dignity is talking over people, like we said, and not letting people speak. It is no. And it, and, and let's, it's so uncomfortable. It's going to be very uncomfortable to do this. And the person with cognitive impairment, whatever kind it is, they're processing. They may be just needing time to process. Maybe they didn't quite follow the question. Maybe they don't understand. And that's, you know, it, again, it can feel really uncomfortable to give that space. So that's a really it good is. one. I'm glad you brought it that is. up. It's hard. All of this is hard. And I, and again, I, I know I said this in the beginning, but I always just want to reiterate caregivers and anyone go, you know, dealing with the dementia journey that you are not failing ever. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you are doing it all. You're doing the best you can. And even those moments where like, mm, I didn't do my best. I didn't show up. That's okay. We're freaking human. And this is literally, we're not meant for this journey. No one should have to be this strong enough, this creative, this upbeat, this whatever. No one should. So give yourself grace. Do the, You're listening to this. You're learning. You're doing what you can. Give yourself some credit. Y- yeah. Yes. G- give yourself a break because... It yeah. is hard. Like I'm just sitting here telling you off my notebook. Like it's yeah, very different putting it yeah. into practice. Exactly. And We're comfortably talking here. Yes. We're, yes. You know. <laughs> like I just like to reiterate that Val, I like I met one of my favorite Instagram people. Her handle is I am Gertrude Jordan. And I got to meet Ty's mother twice now. And let me tell you, I blanked out on everything I knew when I met that woman. I was so excited and I just was like, like not dementia (laughs) friendly at all. So, so give yourself, I even had to go in my car and I was like, Ty probably thinks I'm not even a dementia expert. Like I was was like, I'm insane. Um, so give yourself (laughs) grace, you know, it's hard. It's hard to always think of those things. It's hard to have rules in your head when you're just trying to be a human with the person you love. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Give yourself grace. Yes. I love that. I love that. And that, and so what tip are we on? Oh my God. Okay. That was only Is three. That, so we're like th- 10 hours in. Sorry. I, I mean, no, uh, let's go. Let's go. I love this. I think we have some bonus tips happening. I love that too. <laughs> All oh, right. Well, did we not five? Oh, sorry. Mine were five. No. Okay. Oh no. Keep going. Okay. Right. Yeah. This so, is good. So these are a little shorter. I feel like four goes with dignity, but when we get to a place where your loved one can't choose for themselves anymore th- from like a lot. Mm-hmm give them two choices. Love it. So we still have that dignity. We still have choice. We all like to have choice. So if it's time for getting dressed, blue or purple shirt, your choice. Even if they can't verbalize it, which one do you want to touch first? Give choice. What are we eating? This or this? Drinking this or this? Never more than two. Perfect amount and still gives that choice. And for our podcast listeners, they won't be able to see this, but you actually like held up the garments. (laughs) And what I love about that is making visual choices. Those tend to be easier as well. There are some places that we work with that actually have their menus, instead of being written out, 
their pictures. pictures. Right? I love that. Right? I wish and they so, were like that of all restaurants. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, <laughs> I agree. You're like, no, that looks gross. But, you know, I mean, right? So, yeah. So even just visually actually yeah. holding up the two shirts, the blue and yeah. whatever color you said, the other color, yeah. right? Holding them up is really super helpful. Yeah. And it's just preserving that dignity as long as possible. I always have to like, rem- not always, but once I realize this, it broke my heart forever and I'll never stop thinking about it. But when, when people often move into communities or just even being cared for in their home, so much is taken away, right? Everything. We don't get yeah. bathed on our own time. We can't go potty on our own time. Eventually we don't get to eat when we want to, or what we want to eat. Usually we don't get to pick our neighbors. We don't get to pick who we sit next to at bingo or if we even like those people that live there. You're absolutely right. And, you know, this is one of the fears that, I mean, you fear change. We fear change anyway. Always. So what you're talking about is one of the fears when it comes Mm -hmm. to, to moving. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's not a right choice. I, I, I love communities and this even, this happens in their home too. You lose these things as we age and we lose the ability to do things in our lives. And it's heartbreaking. So as caregivers, if we can give any choice possible, even if it's the dumbest of choices, yep. Yep. <laughs> give it to them. Yeah. Give it to them. I'll often yeah. say to families, you know, because most of the time there's more than one opening to just say, okay, I understand you really love this apartment. I get it. And you really think your mom's going to love this apartment, but why don't we bring her in and also show her this one and let her pick? Yes. It's, it's her life. And, you know, I know it's their life and we're doing all the, you know, managing of it as the caregiver, but we're doing that so they can be in their life as long as possible and be a person, you know, living and as themselves and who they would want to be. All of these tips, every time I give a tip to someone, I always pretty much say, and I'm sorry, this is another thing you have to do. I know you're busy. I don't, I know you don't have time to sit down and say, Hey, another, another option. But like, whenever you can, whenever you have that opportunity, take it. Yeah. And here's the really cool thing is that we have online resources, right? And that's going to be our next episode together. That's not today. So we're not going to talk about that, but I just want to like quickly piggyback on what you're saying and say like, you don't have to remember all of these things because you can come here to the podcast. You can go to your Instagram, my Instagram. Like there are getting to be more and more. It's growing. It's It's exciting. It's growing. Okay. I have one last one and then we can wrap it up. Okay. I love it. Five, help them remember who they are. Mm. So that's something I really like. I know it's being in their reality. It's very similar to that. But what I mean by this is when they forget the things that made them them, keep those alive. Give us some examples. Okay. So in a practical care way for, for to start mm-hmm. is someone who loves baths, taking baths their whole lives, and now they only have a shower option. Mm-hmm. That sucks. Yep. That's not something you're used to. It's not something that's comfortable to you. So finding a place that has the option for baths. There's some walk-in baths, right? That are awesome, like spas. 
And I know that's a hard one, you know, and you might have to work that way around maybe just going to a hot tub once a month or whatever, you know, you need to make that's just to, but that's an example of meeting them for who they are and who they've always been and not changing them and their dementia. And I love, love your tip here because I have even thought about writing a list to my son, my one child, Do it. poor boy, who's going to be the caregiver. Stop. I'm he's, so he's, sorry, Caleb. He should be honored. <laughs> Making yeah, a list, list of how I like certain things. Like, yes. okay. And I'll just be like, really just a silly Don't one. Tell me. Like, like my teeth are sensitive. So I, if there's ice in the water, I need a straw because otherwise it's going to feel like it's going to like be too cold. Right. And this is why relationships matter before dementia too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I absolutely. couldn't tell you that right now about my mom, if she had see, and, and, but we sat down recently and I said, you got to tell me everything. <laughs> and she was like, okay, I take showers at night. Like she told me kind of, you know, some of the things I could, but, but yeah. I want to, I want to list. What are your favorite dance songs that get you pumped? What are your, what songs make you cry? So I don't oh, put those I love on that. <laughs> like, or a good cry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I absolutely love this tip because some of the things are things that you wouldn't even know to communicate. And especially not if you weren't in our industry, like I'm even thinking yeah. about, you're even thinking about it because this is our industry. This is what we do. Right. But yeah. you know, to make it more comfortable doing the things yeah. that your loved one would normally what do like? or love or the music they love or yeah. the, the pictures they love to look at or whatever what, it is. What yeah. big t-shirt have they always worn? What's their comfort TV show? Anything. Did they always listen to NPR on the way to work? Put it on when he's eating breakfast. You know, yes. like I know that about my dad. Like, yeah. like there's th like, he'll always need a newspaper in front of him, no matter yeah. when we are, you know, yeah. what day it is. I will never forget. I took care of this gentleman obsessed with him and he's from Vietnam. And so when we would like watch TV shows, he'd be like, not interested. Obviously he didn't grow up with Dick Van Dyke. Like, of course not. He's not into yep. that. He's like, what the heck is this? So I was the first person to think, Oh, let's look some up on YouTube from his like home. Duh. So every day I would like go in and watch a TV show with him from his childhood. Yeah. I cannot tell you how happy it made this man. And mm. he would explain to me what they were saying in Vietnamese. It was a music show. And he would, he would, he would sing and he would, you know, he was in a wheelchair, twirl me around like, oh my gosh. And I watched him come alive. And then when I even left the job, I was, I saved all the, the, you know, channels. And I said, make sure to turn this on for him every single day and like made sure the family knew about it. But it meant so much to me to be able to find something as simple as a YouTube video that brought back him, yep. his childhood. Yep. And it it made him feel seen mm -hmm. besides, so he didn't have to watch our stupid shows. <laughs> yes. And it just, it was so nice because what he had to listen to literally our oldies all day and he didn't know any of them. I felt so, we'd like literally go over Elvis and he'd be like, what the hell? <laughs> That's awesome. But I just loved him. So, so yeah, it's, it's what you were saying too. Like it's everything from care to things that comfort to things that you just, like we said earlier, they don't have choice anymore. So give them things, you know, they love, bring them their favorite lasagna once a month, you know, do these little things, start thinking and writing down things now that you would want. If you're ever in this position, like we both said, talk to your parents. This is why it's so important to talk about this. 
I, I actually call them happy lists. It's what makes you happy. So like, what are things on your list that like will be foolproof if something, if you're ever, you know, in dementia stages will most likely be a good conversation starter for you. So mine's like dogs traveling and like the rain outside. Perfect. It'll make me happy. Make a happy list and go from there. Today's episode is brought to you by Carrie Alberts, AKA Dementia Darling, where the mission is that no caregiver feels alone. Carrie's passion for caregivers, education, and background in senior living have helped her create a safe space for caregivers. No matter where you are on your journey, Dementia Darling has you covered with valuable tips and resources. Find more information in today's show notes. Check out this episode's doable download in show notes for details, including industry terms and definitions we discussed, as well as a bonus tip from our guest. Have questions or your own tips to share? leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until next time, make it doable. You mentioned Actually, I don't know. I don't think you've mentioned. I don't think you mentioned sundowning right now on this cover. I think it was oh, our pre free podcast conversation that yes, you talked was. about sundowning. But you know, sundowning, right? That yeah. that moment. There's a time of day when the confusion is mm. at its max. You'll get another person then. You'll get a completely different person. Totally. Or the or a full moon. Oh, right. Mm. Like when people say full com- moons don't affect anything. Not true. Not true. Um, That's insane. I still to this day, like, can't believe what happens on full moons.